Our studios is Davin Sokup. Davin, good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. Good morning. We are talking to you today like we did a few weeks ago. We talked with you about the marijuana bill, but in the, your capacity as an aide in the legislative, to a state senator in the legislative session, and not, you aren't speaking for the city of Northfield as a city councilor. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> a little disclaimer there to, yeah. to start things off. Uh, let's, uh, we're going to talk today about the housing bill. Why don't we start off by a reminding people of what your role in the legislature is. Sure. So last session, I started a new role. I've always worked for Senator Port, who represents Burnsville and Savage. Um, uh, But last session, she became the chair of the housing committee. Um, So my role changed to the committee administrator for that specific committee. So this last session, um, you know, committee administrator really runs the committee hearings. So we heard a lot of bills related to housing and kind of throughout the session, you're helping put together the large package of bills that ends up being kind of the, what gets passed at toward the end of session. Now your, um, interest in, in housing and the housing bill, Mm -hmm. is that something that you have felt passionately about uh, for some time? Have you ever had some experience working with that? Yeah, so I think, you know, housing is, I I kind of got lucky, I guess. <laughs> it's really my passion area in terms of issues. Uh, it's what I, a big reason I ran for city council. Um, but when I started working at the legislature with Senator Port, I got to learn a lot about how housing is, uh, you know, talked about, seen, uh, funded or, or not <laughs> at the state level. So um, I've really developed my interest there alongside her and was really fortunate to, to kind of move into this new role in January. Housing is a nice word. It's just one word. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I'm sure you found out. I'm sure you knew before. Wow. That really, that's a, that's a pretty big umbrella for yeah. a lot of different areas of people that have direct effect on people's lives, you know, their shelters and such. Um, boy, where do we start with there? Why don't, you, why don't you kind of bring us back to early part of the legislature? Mm-hmm. Uh, the committees are forming. Uh, Senator Port was named, uh, you know, the chair, and mm-hmm. so you get to work on that. Uh, but what has been done in the past, uh, and now switching over to a new way of thinking, a new, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the Democrats now have the majority. That that first day, what did you start with, and was it the same direction as you wanted to take it? <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, there was there was really only room to uh, grow in terms of housing. the The committee uh, is a pretty small committee, um, and I think a priority for Chairport was to expand housing as an issue area in the larger conversation around pe- what you know people in the state need. Um, so, kind of this, it was kind of a shift in the way we're talking about the housing committee, you know, housing is foundational as, as everyone I'm sure knows, if you don't have a safe and, and uh, affordable place to live, you, you really struggle to address any other, any other needs you might have, whether it's going to school and being able to focus or your healthcare needs, you know, if you don't have that foundational shelter, um, other needs really fall by the wayside. So we really wanted to center 
um, how important it is to be able to not only have a place to live, but an affordable and a safe place to live. So we focused on uh, bills that that really strive to keep people in the homes they already have if they're struggling to afford that. Um, and uh, focused in other areas like closing the racial home ownership gap, which Minnesota has the fir- uh, fifth worst racial home ownership gap in the country, um, while 77% of white Minnesotans own their own homes, only about 25% of black Minnesotans own their homes. So that was also a big focus of closing that gap. What about uh, Minnesota? You, you, you mentioned uh, just the word minority. That's kind of like housing in that mm-hmm. it's an umbrella that uh, covers a lot of different groups. Uh, the uh, Latin population, uh, the Asian population, the indigenous population. Uh, were, are there issues in all of those uh, involved as well as the uh, African-American population? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, it kind of the percentages kind of go down from you know, white Minnesotans owning their homes at, again, about 77% of, of the time. Um, I actually have those in front of me. I have a little sheet so I wouldn't forget some numbers, sure. but it kind of, you know, ratchets down from there with the worst gap being black Minnesotans at 25%. Mm-hmm. And that it's really tied to generational wealth um, and the redlining that's happened in Minnesota where, um, a large population of black Minnesotans who are my age aren't owning homes, especially because their parents didn't own homes either. And there wasn't this passing on of generational wealth and assets in the same way for white Minnesotans. And so one of the bills that um, um, the committee passed and the legislature passed as part of the larger omnibus bill was a first generation down payment assistance program. Um, and that's really targeted toward people who who don't own homes and whose parents also haven't owned homes and and um, providing some down payment assistance to make that um, really important homeownership goal um, attainable for more Minnesotans. You know, we have gone through a period of time. You look at the great recession we had back in 08, 09, 10, and really a number of years that uh, that followed after that, where a lot of the structures of uh, home ownership were kind of distorted a little bit by some of the companies offering loans and, and, and such. There were a lot of defaults. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's a concern that has been brought up probably for a long time in the legislature. But uh, making sure that it's done right and a little bit more mm-hmm. sustainably, uh, can, can, what, what were some of those issues that uh, you addressed? You know, when I... I think about you talking about that. The first thing that comes to my mind is the fact that there just wasn't any dedicated funding toward housing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, this year, just the difference in the bill that we got to put together, the the budget for the housing committee and and the housing finance agency was around $100 million um, before this session for ongoing funding for the housing agency. The the budget target last budget cycle was $10 million. Um, so this, this session, our target was $1 billion. So just having that access to, um, you know, be creative and innovative because there's that, that commitment with the dollars 
that we were able to allocate to new programs like the one I just described mm-hmm. is really going to be transformational for people who who are in homes and want to stay there, people who need to do uh, work on their homes to to you know for naturally occurring affordable housing there's funding dedicated to that i think 90 million dollars of the bill went toward that um there's 35 million in manufactured home park uh a revolving loan program that allows people who live in manufactured home parks to um purchase it themselves and then form a co-op um which would have been incredibly helpful at viking terrace if that was available at the time um so really transformational programs sprang out of the commitment to fund our housing committee at the at the dollar amount that was more necessary. Okay, let's talk about some of the other the highlights of that. Uh, I'm sure there are some areas uh, other areas that uh you and the and the uh, party would like to have uh, addressed as far as that goes. So from a personal level, you know, you're in all of those meetings and see it all come together. What are some of the highlights for you? Um, well, I think that that thirty-five million that I just touched on for manufactured um, home parks was was one of the most exciting a- areas within the housing committee to work on because it that's um, that's an an area of housing that that largely gets left unfunded. You know, when you have a ten million dollar target and there's monumental <laughs> things to address. Um, it's harder to allocate money to specific things like that. But seeing what happened at Viking Terrace and other parks around the state, um, seeing that now we have a revolving loan program to allow residents to become homeowners, which they are already, but not technically, um, was really, really exciting and, and made me feel really grateful that I got to be even a small part of that that larger bill. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a new program for um, greater Minnesota cities that, um, that uh, incentivizes development um, by uh, covering 50% of the infrastructure costs. So cities can build the infrastructure up to a new development that will incentivize developers to say, look, we, we have this site that's ready to hook up. You don't need to also spend, you know, X million dollars to hook up to our infrastructure. It's already there. So really thinking outside of the box around what, what will help smaller cities, what will help communities that are often forgotten, um, stay in their homes, build new homes, et cetera. So Uh, once again, Davin Sokup is with us and uh, Davin, you mentioned the, uh, the uh, plight, the saga of uh, a Viking Terrace here in town. And uh, we had uh, an intern, Kate Kelly, that did a wonderful three-part series on that. We're going to be airing part three coming up pretty soon, probably parts one and two. They're available at our podcast site uh, now. Uh, But Kate is going to be on uh, uh, NPR, Minnesota Public Radio, at 12.30 today. I'm going to oh, set awesome. my uh, t- my timer so I, I remember that. But talking with Kathy Wurzer about the series that she's done and about uh, the overall housing issues. So I really think that, that Kate's podcast covered a lot of ground and went a long way mm-hmm. uh, within that community because that had been an underserved community. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm, I'm really happy to hear that she did. That's an amazing... Uh, project that she did and yeah i got to talk to her briefly while she was making one of the episodes about kind of all the bills that were mm-hmm. being heard in in the legislature so i'm 
that's great. I'm glad she'll be on NPR later. Yeah, yeah, and Kathy Werzer is just a delight as yeah. well. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about the things that you didn't get done. Uh, were there some? Are there still some gaps there? Are there some things that we can't do it this year? Maybe next year we can come back with another plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this last year was a budget year, so we really focused on where can we put these resources that make the most sense right now. Um, this coming session that starts in February um, will be a policy year um, and a bonding year. So um, we're really going to be taking a look at what are the housing policies that can change to, you know, make uh, building affordable homes easier. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at uh, if if there's room for any statewide zoning reform um, to kind of think about what what are the restrictions that that are put in place that prohibit affordable housing. You know, sometimes those make sense and sometimes maybe they don't. So, again, that that's the what I find fun. The fun part about the legislative session is that you get to hear all of these bills and and kind of vet them and see see how they travel and if they last. Um, and uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll be taking a look at more policy next year. Yeah. One of the uh, not fun things about my job is that <laughs> i got to condense this down into like 15, 20 minutes. I could be talking with you for a long time <laughs> yeah. about this. But, yeah, uh, it's – I could – Anytime you want, want to keep talking about housing, I'm here. <laughs> Once again, Davin Sokup is with us. He is an aide to uh, uh, Minnesota Senator, um, is it, uh, I can't even read my writing here. Po is it Port? Port, yeah. Okay, Port. Uh, and we are talking uh, housing. And and uh, you, uh, a little side note here, I'm bringing it back locally. We recently uh, uh, had the grand opening for a very interesting project with the Hillcrest uh, mm -hmm. Uh, a project that has uh, addressed a, a number of needs in the community. It's probably a long way from uh, addressing all the needs. Mm -hmm. But have you followed that? Uh, and have you seen, uh, and it's unique because of the collaboration they mm -hmm. have between so many different things. Yep. Uh, do you see that type of housing? Is that going to gain some traction was that talked about at all or discussed within the senate either within the senate itself or in the hallways mm -hmm. or in the lunch rooms or anywhere else i think um broadly uh the topic that's discussed that reminds me of hillcrest is just how long it takes to do a project like that and mm -hmm. how many uh how many people need to be involved and incredibly committed to get something like that done and, and thinking about how do we make that easier? Um, you know, it shouldn't take that many years and it shouldn't take that many partners and it, you know, so that mm -hmm. that's kind of the larger conversation that happens at the legislature. What are the ways the state can be a partner in, in, uh, making affordable housing easier to build? Mm-hmm. All right, Devin, uh, is there anything else about the uh, housing bill that you'd like to discuss or anything looking forward, you know, going forward to next session or this off session? I don't know if you're going to be listening to people with housing mm -hmm. needs and housing concerns, but uh, yeah, I'll give yeah. you the last word. Um, well, uh, we're the committee is is trying to stay active during interim. We're going on a northern Minnesota housing tour next week. Um, we're going to do a southern Minnesota housing tour in late September. Um, so I've 
I'm I'm just really excited to be part of the committee and part of this work. And I would I would just uh, ask that anyone who's listening and wants to learn more, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, if you'd like to follow along next session, you know, with what we're doing and you have thoughts about it, just reach out and I'm happy to plug you in because it can it can be uh, it can be a little dry at times, but I've. I think it's really exciting. And if you care about housing, it's a great way to learn and get involved. Uh, you know, all right. Raise your voice up. Sounds good. Davin, thank you so much for coming in. It's much appreciated. And uh, you're always welcome here at KYMN. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Davin Sokup, uh, once again, a Northfield City Councilor, not speaking for the City Council here, but and his uh, role as a legislative aide.